Welcome to LongTrailPodcast.com, a new series of podcasts about Vermont's Long Trail, the oldest long-distance hiking trail in the United States. We are podcasting from Delray Beach, Florida, our home away from the Green Mountains during our non-hiking months. I am Ruff, and my wife, who is also my hiking partner, is Tumble. In today's podcast, we'll cover planning for a summertime, that is, early June to mid-October, through-hike of the Long Trail. We'll discuss when to go, in what direction to hike, equipment, whether to camp or stay in shelters, meals, filtering water, resupply options, hanging your food, stream crossings, hiking with dogs, and whether to make off-trail lodging reservations. I strongly recommend that you obtain two indispensable publications from the Green Mountain Club for planning and executing your hike. The first is the Long Trail Guide, which contains maps, trail descriptions, and distances between shelters and landmarks. And the second is the annual Long Trail End-to-Enders Guide, which contains information on nearby towns and services. These can be purchased online from the GMC's website at www.greenmountainclub.org. A more up-to-date version of the End-to-Enders Guide can be found online at www.longtrailhiking.info. When to go. Assuming you have a choice, when is the best time to thru-hike the long trail? Weather conditions and insects are the primary variables. Although rain and cool weather can occur any time from June through mid-October, the early part of the summer tends to be the rainiest. Also in early June, the trails are still muddy from the spring snowmelt and rains. There is historically less rain in August, but you never know. Unless it's a very dry season, water availability should not be a problem. Late June through mid-August can feature some very warm days and cool nights with temperatures ranging from the 70s in the day to the 50s and 40s at night. Also, summertime afternoons may bring lightning and thunderstorms, so be prepared to move quickly off of exposed mountain summits and ridges. Mosquitoes are abundant from early June until late August when they begin to thin out. If it's a relatively dry summer, there will be less of them, but some areas stay wet and are always buggy. Mosquitoes can be managed by using repellent, head nets, long sleeves and pants, and bug netting. Black flies breed in cold running water and their bites can be nasty enough to ruin a hike. They begin to disappear by the end of June and are mostly gone by mid-July, especially in central and northern Vermont. Bottom line, in the early summer expect bugs, heat, and more frequent rain. In midsummer, say goodbye to the black flies, but expect some hot days and some thunderstorms. And in late summer to early fall, it's sayonara to flying insects and haze but pay attention to water availability and prepare to bundle up at night. As to the number of people using the trail, the shelters may be crowded south of Route 4 in July and August since the Long Trail coincides there with the Appalachian Trail. North of Main Junction, crowds won't be a problem except for the very popular areas around Mount Abraham, Camel's Hump, and Mount Mansfield, especially during weekends and holidays. You may also encounter college and other school groups during the latter part of August and the early part of September. What direction to hike? Northbound or southbound is a personal decision. The southern portion of the trail is not as rugged as the northern half. Almost every section has lots of ups and downs. 
north of Lincoln Gap, expect to do more climbing and some rock scrambling. 8 to 10 miles per day is average mileage, depending on your conditioning, the terrain, and weather conditions. Some folks like to use the southern section to gain their hiking legs and get in shape for the more difficult challenges to come. And some hikers just can't conceive of beginning their hike at a place called Journey's End, which is located at the northern terminus. Still others may start late in the season and want to hike southbound as the weather turns colder. It's really up to you. Equipment. Lightweight is key. The lighter you load, the more enjoyable your hike will be. If you are carrying too heavy a load, you will not only increase your risk of injury, but you will be so tired at the end of the day, you will have no energy for anything other than crawling into your sleeping bag. Select items that can serve more than one purpose if possible. Compare items and pay attention to weight. Ounces add up quickly into pounds. Tumble carries no more than 22 pounds and I carry no more than 25, including water and food, for up to seven days. Try to stay within the 25 pound limit or at least do not exceed 20% of your body weight. For planning purposes, figure on a pound of food per day. And remember that water weighs eight pounds per gallon. To keep your pack weight down, only bring necessities. Try and select items that can serve more than one purpose. Spare clothing can serve as your pillow at night. Your bandana can keep sweat out of your eyes. Serve as a tablecloth, potholder, dishcloth. Clean your glasses. You get the idea. Make each item earn its way into your pack. Except for your first aid kit and hopefully rain gear, you don't want to return home with anything you didn't use or eat. Carrying a lightweight shelter is a good idea even if you plan to stay only in the trail shelters. Packing your own gives you a choice if you can't reach a shelter by nightfall or if the shelter you do reach is already full. This can happen. Choices include tents, tent bivvies, and hammocks. I don't recommend tarps since you will need some sort of bug shield. Tumble and I now use hammocks and we don't have to worry about what the ground is like. Camp or shelters. As you'll see in the Long Trail Guide, there are some 70-odd primitive shelters and campsites on or near the Long Trail. They are spaced well enough so that you should be able to reach one before the end of the day. Shelter areas have privies and they are near water sources. Most, but not all, have areas for tenting nearby. The shelters are first come, first served. If you hike on the southern section of the trail between the Massachusetts border and Route 4 in Killington, the shelter areas will likely be more crowded since that 100-mile section coincides with the Appalachian Trail and northbound and southbound AT hikers are in Vermont during July and August. Tenting provides more privacy, more room, and less noise. However, with a tent it is sometimes difficult to find a flat and rock and root free space to set up. The shelters are more convenient since you don't have to set up and take down a tent, but there are mice. Many tenting areas on the Long Trail provide wooden tent platforms. Tenters must use these platforms if they are provided, so be sure to practice setting up your tent on one before setting out. If you're interested in hammocks, two of the more popular brands to consider are Hennessy hammocks and Clark jungle hammocks. Other essential gear includes a lightweight stove, fuel, utensil, one spoon or spork will do, cook set, bandana, water filter or purifier, water carrier such as a camelback or platypus, 50 ounces or more, sleeping bag, sleep pad, 
toiletries, pocket knife, camera, boots and gaiters, hat, I recommend one with a wide brim for sun protection and avoiding branches on or near the trail, hiking poles, first aid kit, food bag, which can either be hung in the shelters or on a high tree branch, cell phone, signals can be spotty, camp shoes, such as sandals or Crocs, extra socks and underwear, rain jacket and pants or a poncho, long sleeve pullover for warmth, and of course, a lightweight backpack. If your sleeping bag gets wet, synthetic sleeping bags will dry out quicker than those made with down. Down bags tend to be lighter in weight than synthetics for a given temperature rating. Think about your rain gear. A poncho to cover you and your backpack versus a pack cover and rain jacket. Do not bring any cotton clothing. Once it gets wet, it stays wet and heavy. A 3,000 to 3,500 cubic inch capacity backpack should be large enough to carry your gear. Manufacturers such as ULA, Six Moon Designs, Golight, and Granite Gear, among others, offer packs within this capacity range and weigh three pounds or less when empty. Footwear. Tumple and I have been hiking in Vermont on the Long Trail and other side trails since 1992. This upcoming summer season will be our 10th full summer. In our early days, we used over-the-ankle boots, but for the last eight years have hiked in lightweight low cuts. If your load is in the lightweight range, 20 to 30 pounds, you should be able to hike with low-cut boots as opposed to high tops. The low cuts are lighter and allow for more ankle and foot flexibility, and your feet will appreciate the lighter load and freedom. Look for waterproof Gore-Tex-lined boots since you will encounter water and mud on the trail. Last summer, 2009, was exceptionally wet and there were deep mud pits and running water on the trail well into August. The long trail is rocky, rooty, muddy in places and has some steep ascents and descents up and down rocks with some rock scrambling. There is no such thing as flat, only Vermont flat. Inflexible footwear may do more harm than good. If you don't carry too much weight, you'll appreciate using your natural agility to negotiate over this type of terrain. I suggest you also bring a pair of lightweight camp shoes to change into at the end of the day to relax and give your feet and boots a chance to dry out. Hiking poles. Hiking poles take getting used to, but will save your knees on the downhills, allow you to push thorny branches out of your way, clear cobwebs, test the depths of mud pits and other water hazards help you balance during stream crossings, and are good for defense against aggressively unleashed dogs. I will talk more about hiking with dogs shortly. Finally, practice using all your equipment before you get on the long trail. Be comfortable in setting up your tent, cooking with your stove, etc., and know where each item you carry goes in your pack. When you leave camp or resume after taking a break, be sure to look back and survey the area for any items you might have left behind. The less you carry, the less you have to leave behind, and remember, pack it in, pack it out. Meals. Dehydrated meals are lightweight and easy to prepare. Remove them from their commercial packaging and use Ziploc plastic bags for storage. We usually cook breakfasts and dinner and eat snacks such as veggie jerky, dried fruits, nuts, energy bars, etc. for lunch. If you end up bringing more food than you eat, do not leave it in a shelter or on the trail. Offer it to other hikers or carry it out. Leave nothing behind but footprints. Water. 
Be sure to filter or purify your water since no source is guaranteed to be free of contaminants. Filters will remove bacteria but not viruses, which are currently rare in North America. Only purification will remove both bacteria and viruses. Purification tablets, or aqua mira drops, are lightweight and are widely used. However, you have to wait a period before drinking and there is an aftertaste which you must get used to. Tumble and I have special needs since she has allergies, including to iodine, and in 2003 was coming off an illness which weakened her immune system. So we needed to use purification. We chose General Ecology's first need purifier. No chemicals, filters out bacteria and viruses, can use gravity if the pump ever fails, the water is ready to drink immediately. The only downside is that it weighs over a pound. We are still using this product and love it, having filtered without worry from some very questionable sources. A word about water availability. Depending on conditions or trail location, you could hike for many hours without encountering water. Plan for scarcities by filling up at every opportunity and asking hikers that you meet going in the opposite direction about water availability and sources. Hanging food. Bears are very shy in Vermont and have not caused problems on the long trail. Yes, there are mice in the shelters and there's also the possibility of porcupines. Most folks hang their food bags using the mouse-proof ropes hanging from the shelter rafters. Perhaps you have seen these homemade devices that utilize a can and a stick. Even when we're hammocking near a shelter, we hang our food in the shelter and have never had a problem. You can also hang your food from a tree branch as long as your bag is 6 to 8 feet away from the trunk and at least 10 to 12 feet off the ground. But don't just hang your food. Also put in your food bag anything that smells of food, including your cook pots and utensils, empty wrappers, and even your bandana if you've used it as a food wipe. Resupply. You will most likely need to carry no more than 5 to 7 days worth of food and supplies at a time since the trail crosses many roads and is rarely far from a town. There are also numerous places that you can mail ahead resupply boxes to be held for you. Consult the Green Mountain Club's End to Enders Guide for the location of nearby stores, services, and post offices. If you are mailing to a post office, clearly mark your box Hold for Long Trail Hiker. You can also make use of a bounce box and mail ahead as you go. Keep in mind the hours that post offices are open so you don't arrive to find it closed. Not all post offices keep the same hours. For equipment replacement or repair, there are outfitters in Bennington, Manchester, Rutland, Waitsfield, Montpelier, Burlington, and South Burlington. Stream crossings. You may encounter some swiftly running and occasionally deep streams, especially after a hard rain. Most of the time you can rock hop across. When Tumble and I crossed Gould Brook, south of Governor Clement Shelter, after a heavy rainstorm, we had to take off our boots and cross barefoot. After that we got camp shoes. We now like Crocs. The Crocs are great for wading through streams since they insulate your feet somewhat from the cold water and are better gripping than bare feet. Remember, before crossing a swiftly running stream, unbuckle your hip belt and sternum strap and face upstream because if you fall and are carried underwater you want to be able to get out from under your backpack. Hiking with dogs. The human dog relationship is special and your dog can provide wonderful companionship on the trail. 
Take your dog only if it is well trained and always responds to your voice commands. Do not allow your dog to destroy vegetation or disturb wildlife and be sure to bury your dog's solid waste. Please respect that some hikers are apprehensive when they see a dog on the trail and either leash or hold the dog aside while they pass. Be considerate of others in shelters and if anyone objects to the dog's presence, do not stay there. The alpine areas on the trail, Mount Mansfield, Mount Abraham, and Camel's Hump, require that you have your dog on a leash. Medium to large-sized dogs may find it difficult to ascend or descend some of the ladders on the trail and you have to be able to carry them. The series of ladders on Mount Mansfield's forehead is particularly difficult and you may want to either take the bypass trail or arrange for someone else to take the dog off the trail and meet you later. Refer to the Long Trail Guide for additional guidelines and information. Off-trail lodging and reservations. It's always good to make a reservation, but it's not always necessary near the Long Trail. The Inn at Long Trail on Route 4 will give you a discount if you are a walk-in through hiker, so they provide an incentive not to reserve. By the way, the Inn will also give you a free pass for the bus into Rutland. As you might have read in our trail journal, Tumble and I were able to walk up to inns and obtain rooms. Just stay aware of any special events that may be taking place in the area or if it is during a holiday weekend. Also have sufficient cash on hand since some inns or B&Bs may not accept credit cards. Well, that completes our general advice on planning for your summer through hike. A hike on the long trail can be an enjoyable and unforgettable experience. If you are in decent shape, don't carry a lot of weight, and take your time, you will have a blast. And hopefully, when your hike is complete, you will want to return and hike again. This has been a presentation of LongTrailPodcast.com. We hope you will return and enjoy future podcasts about Vermont's Long Trail. Until then, this is Rough of Rough and Tumble, Long Trail End-to-End 2003.